Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just... The cat just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown! Kentucky! <laughs> Victory! Kentucky! Like give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison! We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. April 5th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush out, TJ Walker, Justin Kalen here on your rainy Tuesday morning. If you haven't left yet for the office or school or wherever you may be heading out this morning, allow yourself some extra time on these wet roads. There were some accidents throughout the city. And then, as always, you're going to need to allow for some extra time to pop by a Thornton. So extra, extra time this morning. Take your time getting into the office, split up the drive, break it up, get yourself some donuts, maybe a breakfast burrito, a delicious, hot, cheesy breakfast sandwich, fresh fruit maybe, or donuts, go nuts, who cares? Thornton's has it all. Stop by Thornton's today. Justin Kalen, how we doing? We're okay. Um, I'm going to give you a popular answer. I feel like today I'm pretty tired. Um, as most everybody should be that stayed up to watch that game last night. I'm also a little sad that we do not have college basketball for a long, long time now. That is also a pretty pretty tragic event in my life as I love college basketball. It's hands down my favorite sport. So the fact that that is gone makes me a little sad. I will definitely be going to Thornton's today to grab a couple donuts and just be sad today. Tomorrow I'll be okay, but today I'm sad. College basketball is gone. Sad donuts. College basketball is finished, baby. It's it's last season. So we can talk about last season's championship game that took place last <laughs> night. It's over. Go. It's a new it's a new season, JK47. You got to look at it 
in a different light. If the whatever good happened, whatever bad happened, it's in the past. If you were embarrassingly upset in the NCAA tournament, that's ancient history. If people want to bring up last season, then then so be it. But just so everybody knows, it's now officially last season. Uh, whatever and whatever. I it was a fun year. I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed. 90% of it uh, didn't enjoy, sadly, the 10% that happens to be the most important part, and that is March, which didn't go UK's way, uh, only winning one technically postseason game, post the regular season, and that was the win over Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament, and that would be it for UK, but it's over. It's all in the past, and we move past it. No need to bring it up again. No way know how no i'm only kidding we will but i do we do need to talk about last night good place to start the show after the end of the college basketball season with the national championship game between two blue bloods and wild game justin first and foremost yeah. as is tradition in sports radio allow me to complain about the 9 20 start time we do it every year i complain about yeah. it every year it's not up every time it's ridiculous that you have a good chunk of the country that doesn't have this game start till 9.20. And what time does it end? Is it your normal two-hour college basketball game? No, it is not. Hell no. You have longer halftime. You have longer TV timeouts, it seems, although I don't know if that's technically true, but you do quite literally have longer halftimes. So the game ends, and it was a close game. A lot of timeouts used at the end, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think I had it at 11.45, maybe give or take a couple minutes here or there. That's ridiculous to seriously ask, a portion of the, well, not the East Coast, but the Eastern time zone, which basically goes up, I don't know, goes through Louisville. I mean, Louisville East for the most part with some, with some lines there. But imagine that whole chunk of the country. Game doesn't finish till just before midnight. That's ridiculous. Uh, I, I love college basketball, Justin. I know you do as well. Kentucky Roll Call has always been very pro-college basketball. That's something that we've said since day one. All that being said, I, I almost root for them to get bad ratings so they learn their stupid lessons that, oh, maybe it's not a good idea to have the majority of the country, at least from a time zone perspective, not have a game start till nearly 9.30 and end just before midnight. Idiotic, Justin. Really grinds my gears each and every year. I mean, if you had like a Gonzaga or a UCLA in it, I, I completely understand that I'm okay. That 9 o'clock start time is justified. Or 9.20. Let's, let's not even sugarcoat. It was 9.20. It wasn't even 9 o'clock. But if you have one of those teams in it, I'm okay with that because the West Coast has a dog in the fight. But in, in a, this game especially – West Coast didn't give a crap. They had zero dog in this fight, yet their the game was still catered to their TV time or their TV slot. I, I just I don't understand. Should we not adjust it based on who's in the championship game? Is that not something we can do? Like eight that, Yeah, you know what? I'd be right. an hour. That game started an hour later than Monday night football for what it's worth. Yeah. I, I guess unless you're in Kansas, but even then it started an hour later because Monday Night Football starts an hour hour earlier. But like for Kansas, the game tipping off at 820. Even for like central time zone, that's kind of late. It's not basketball yeah. games are you know supposed to be two hours. It's not the end of the world. But 
uh, and I'm all, I'm all right with that. Let, let's do it. Let's do geography based. You can it can only be pushed to nine if you have a West Coast time zone team in the championship game. I'm all right with that because they're 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 never gonna they're never gonna be there. And I get it. Gonzaga has been there twice in the last five years or however many years that it's been. Don't care. Doesn't bother. Doesn't bother me none. Uh, I'll roll the dice with that. More times than not, you'll get a Central Time versus Eastern Time or two Eastern Times, whatever it may end up being. But Kansas finally breaks through in New Orleans. It allowed me to stop whining about the game time. Uh, it is annoying, but whatever. I stayed up for it. I watched it. I did come to the decision, Justin, and I wonder, I bet there's either a lot of people out there like me or some people that maybe took it a little further, and I'll tell you what I mean here in a second. But I said at halftime, I'm staying up for the start of the second half. I hope I don't regret it. But if UNC starts the half on a run, where Kansas comes out and this 15-point deficit turns into 20 or 22 or something like that, then I'm out. I'll turn it off. I'll watch the YouTube highlights in the morning, and I'll, I'll, I'm done. I'm not going to stay up till midnight to watch a blowout of a national championship game. Happy I didn't. And then it made me think how many people at halftime were probably just like, well, these halftimes are longer. They're like 30-minute halftimes. This is a 15-point blowout. It'd be the biggest comeback in the national championship game ever. I'm out. I'm going to bed. This stuff's too late for me. I've got a radio show in the morning. I've got a real job in the morning. I've got things to do in the morning. I ain't staying up for it. Now, I'm happy I did, Justin, but I was pretty close to tuning out, and I bet a lot of folks did. Well, and, and I bet people are surprised that up to see this I told my roommate, Last night before the game started, I was like, man, I really hope this goes the way I think it's going to go. That way I can go to bed at halftime. Turns out the halftime score was the exact opposite of the, which how I thought the first half was going to go. So I decided to ride it out. I live bet the crap out of Kansas with points. So I, I was invested for the long haul. And like you, I'm glad I stayed up. I, I wanted to go to bed. It would have been nice to go to bed. But here we are today, and and we got a great game because of it. So. It was exciting yeah. finish. Um, so they they take that halftime deficit. My overall thoughts on the game were: I, I felt like I was looking very smart taking UNC to win nearly by double digits. Um, now, of course, the start made me worry a little bit because Kansas kind of came out looked like they were starting similar to the way they started against Villanova, and Villanova was banged up. They weren't a complete team. I still think they were a really good team, but they weren't complete in that game. And when Kansas was hitting the shots they were hitting and playing the way that they were playing, there was nothing Villanova was going to be able to do. So that game started, I was thinking, uh-oh, if Kansas is red hot again, this is going to be interesting. And then literally before you could even finish that thought, UNC went on just an absolutely insane run. Uh, I guess you could say it was 40 to 40-18 run to end – the first half, which that's crazy to talk about a run that big in the national championship game. I mean, you, you're theoretically you're talking about the two teams that have earned their spot to play in this ever decisive title championship, and one of the teams is getting ran forty to eighteen. Now the wild thing is, said team was the team that that came back to to win, but really physical game, Justin. That stood out to me just how. They and the refs were letting them play. I thought the whistle got a little tight 
midway through the second half, and I was worried that it was going to get really bad to finish the game. But they did they did a solid job. I didn't have any major issues with the officiating. But early on, first 30 minutes of basketball action, people were just getting beaten up. Uh, I, I'm going to need to be – you can't convince me that Manic didn't have maybe a, a little bit of a concussion there. Oh, he, there, there is no way he didn't have a concussion. Holy moly. But then he comes in, hats off to him. He comes in and what, it splashes three threes after that? So I guess he was okay. I mean, you got, you, you're you not going to be able to see the rim if you have a concussion. So I, I well, bet he's feeling he it today, though. Yeah, you, you could, you, you could, you, you never know. Uh, but yeah, he, he got banged up, took a couple shots to the face. And the uh, UNC went, or Kansas went on their run. Looked like UNC was just going to get maybe blown out for a time. I don't know if you had a similar thought that I did, but once Kansas got back into it, they had all the momentum in the world. Braun was yelling curse words at media members into the stands, and all the momentum was with the Jayhawks. was actually impressed that UNC was able to take multiple counter punches, fall on their butt, and then get up and still make it a game. I still thought UNC had a chance to win. Obviously, why wouldn't you? They had a lead very, very late in that game. But second half was as good as the second half national championship game as you can probably get for a game that didn't end with a last second made shot or a final second, you know, final five seconds made shot or whatever. But in terms of just the back and forth, the comeback, the, all right, Kansas is ahead. Oh, now UNC is ahead. Oh, Kansas is back ahead, but UNC is going to get a chance. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a college basketball game unless you had some just unnecessary drama. Kansas trying to just get to the free throw line to seal this game, give themselves a five-point lead, and not only a national championship on the line, Justin, more importantly for folks all over the country, the spread. Very much in play with that final possession. If you didn't watch the game, and I'm sure you did, but UNC, they're down three. There's like 15 seconds left, whatever it may be, 20 seconds left. They get the ball. They're frantic. They're rushing around. They don't get anything good. They needed to go get themselves an easy two is what they needed to do, but they panicked a little bit. They had guys hanging out. 22 feet, 25 feet away from the basket, just throwing up garbage. None of it goes in. Kansas gets the ball, and they, there's a timeout, Look, or I don't know, out-of-bounds timeout, the, whatever gets them to throw the ball in bounds. At this point, I don't know, what, there's four seconds left, five seconds left? Yeah, they throw the in. ball in bounds. They throw it to a guy who's running up the sideline. And Again, I know most of you all watch this, but if you didn't, Throwing it up to the sideline, guy has a basically two feet out of bounds, but at least one had touched the line. So UNC is going to get another chance at it. Now, this time they do need to be picky, and they do need to be desperate. They can't go for the two. And where's Manic? Nowhere around the perimeter. They throw up another shot. No good. That's the game. However, because Kansas didn't shoot those free throws, UNC covers the four points, which we're all very happy about. And secondly, you know, maybe it worked out for you in the square game if you if you play that anywhere across the country. But it wouldn't be a college basketball game, Justin, unless we had some craziness there at the end. That's true. Yeah, and that that foot on the sideline, I that was one of those moves that made me put my hands on my head. Like, what an idiot! What are you doing? Like in that situation, you cannot goof like that. I honestly thought it was gonna it gonna come back and bite them. 
I expected North Carolina to hit a three at the end and we were going to go to overtime and then who knows at that point. Uh, but it, it, luckily Kansas got away with it. But yeah, what a what a doofus. It, seemingly that game was over. You're right. I thought all along Kansas was going to cover, at least when that game was coming down to the stretch. And then that happens and it's like, oh, okay. But that that's why I love sports betting is it it makes every game even that much more interesting. It took a game that was already amazing and interesting and made it even that much more interesting if you had money on it. Yeah, it uh, it really did. And spread mad, you know, the little spread madness thing I do, that was pretty exciting seeing that the the lack of free throws and then I had money on I had money on UNC, so I I was I was very much engaged. I wasn't wanting overtime because I was worried if it went overtime then Kansas would just cover the four points or uh, yeah. they'd run away with it, whatever it may be. You needed it because you were betting the over. I liked the over. I didn't bet it. I didn't make it to Indiana yesterday, but uh, a buddy like Kansas, I liked UNC, so we just threw some money on it individually. But, uh, yeah, so you 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 split if you bet UNC. I think you did, right? Uh, so I did a UNC plus four and then the over parlay. It's what I called my TJ special. Oh. Anytime you tell me that's what you like, I always clump them together. It's my TJ special. Never hits. Never hits. Now, <laughs> okay, first off, suck it. Yes, they do. And secondly, I never said to bet the over. I said that I like the over if I had to pick between yeah. the two because I thought it'd be a tempo pace. Uh, and it was, with the exception of Kansas, just deciding to miss a thousand layups there in the first half. That was that was where you well, got killed. As Can- and that was, you know, I've got, I've got a very dumb basketball take, but you can you can go ahead first. Well, so you said you liked the over 152 and a half. By the time I logged on to bet for the game last night, it was down to 151 and a half. So I was like, oh, okay. So you you never did say bet it, but when you say you like something, I typically run with that. Well, but, but I've always got to like something between the two options. So I uh, ha- had to go one direction there, but and, – and it wasn't too terribly far off it – was uh 141 so you're 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 10 points off and really you can chalk it up to kansas this horrible first half and and that's that's my terrible basketball take is that like oh kansas was doing everything the same the entire game first half second half not really too much change with one pretty big exception to the game of basketball they just made their shots in the second half and while we all as fans get so worked up and this, that, or wanting results, at the end of the day, so much of this just comes down to, are the shots going in or are they not going in? A coach can do this, a coach can do that, but they're not out there in the players' brains or in their bodies shooting the shots for them. Sometimes they just don't go in. Sometimes player there's a there's a fatigue factor of playing so many games and and that sort of stuff. There can be a pressure factor. It's the national championship. It's a huge college basketball game. But so much of this stuff that we analyze and we talk throughout the entire year, it's so simplistic in the sense of well, if they're a good team, they're probably going to get some open shots. If they're getting some open shots, are they making them? Kansas was just missing layups, and not all of them were open layups. Some of them were contested, but they were still close to the rim. And then in the second half, they were coming off screens, throwing up threes with hands in their faces, and they were going in. It's just that's 
That's sometimes all it takes in college basketball. Uh, most of the time, that's all it takes in college basketball. Are the shots falling or are they not falling? And we just got a sample of a game where in the first half they weren't. They're down by 15. Second half they are. They outscore their opponent in the freaking national championship game by 18 points, excuse me, 18 points in the second half. That is, that's basketball. That stuff can happen. And while, and I've got, I've got some comments about this. U of L fans were getting so triggered. Mike Rutherford included three to six here on the Big X. They were getting so triggered by UK fans bringing up the fact that they blew out both teams in the national championship game. I can assure you, any UK fan from a serious standpoint that brought up that tidbit, it, it did not bring them any peace. It did not bring them any happiness. It did not bring them any good feelings, uh, that being a fact. But it is still a fact. And as I mentioned yesterday, even if it was Arizona State or Cal Berkeley or somebody that beat both the national championship teams, it would get brought up. It would be worth mentioning, especially in blowout fashion. And UK blew out North Carolina, and they blew out Kansas. And it was one thing that I was thinking about last night, and it, and really it was in the first half when UNC was taking it to Kansas, and then it was in the second half when Kansas returned the favor and took it back to UNC. As I was thinking, UK took it to both these teams, both halves, both games, both times, and they weren't flukes. Did did would UNC and Kansas fans say they played their best games in those games? No. Did Kentucky play some of their best games? Yeah, they did. Uh, but they weren't flukes. They did happen. The coincidence here, UK healthy in both those games. UK, in at least the Kansas game, got some unexpected production, at least the, the quality and quantity of production from Keon Brooks. So while this March was a complete and told, well, excuse me, last March, last season. Well, last season's <laughs> March was a complete and total disaster for UK. It's why we all just need to take deep breaths, be adults about all this, and realize Kentucky's not far off from being a national champion team. Yes, quite literally, they couldn't have been more games away from winning a national championship. They, You need six NCAA tournament wins to be a national champs. UK, let me check the notes here. They got zero this year, uh, or last year, excuse me. <laughs> Season's over, keep forgetting that. But they got, they got zero, so they were pretty far away, all things considered. But that's the tournament. A last-second shot against St. Peter's didn't fall. UK's tournament run was over. I have all the confidence in the world. If UK is able to survive St. Peter's, take a deep breath, exhale, they get by Murray State. There's no reason they couldn't get by Purdue. There's no reason they couldn't have done the same thing to UNC that they did again. And who knows? Maybe it's, it's UK's dream storyline. Point is, UK was close. There's no way you could watch that national championship game last night and not remember Keon Brooks torching the national champions in their own gym or Oscar Shibway just, all right, or, or Bacot, you're a physical big. It maybe got to McCormick there a little bit at times for Kansas. You know who's the most physical big in college basketball, the best rebounder in college basketball, the best player in college basketball. So while it was a disaster of a tournament loss, for Kentucky, the truth is UK is not far off. They are they are just as good as national championship contenders, national champions this past season. They were better than national champions. They went into their own gym yeah. and beat them by a thousand. And I promise you, now I'm gonna probably troll about it because if 
you know, if U of L fans are going to let us know that they something kind of irks them a little bit, then we need to play into that. So, you know, if we keep seeing it and hearing it, then we're obviously going to have to play into it. But in all sincerity, no, it does not make us happy knowing that. It actually makes us more ticked off, Justin. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The one thing I disagree with you on that is saying that Kentucky is close. Kentucky's not close. Kentucky is there. The fact that they beat both of these teams by 47 means they're they're more than close. They, they are in the hunt, and it's not. it wasn't just this year. It's been the past uh, – throw the bad season and the COVID year out. It's been, what, four out of the last five that Kentucky has been there, like an opportunity to win the national championship. Did they get there physically? No, but did they have an opportunity to win a championship with the team they had on the floor? Absolutely. They just had to put it all together, and unfortunately they haven't done that in, in quite some time. Yeah, that's why I say they they were there. I mean, they obviously yeah. were top six team going into the tournament. They were very popular national championship pick. It was a good basketball team. It was a good UK team. They were not playing their best basketball at the end of the year. We've talked about that in detail now for weeks about why that is or our reasons why that is. Injuries, chemistry, just the nature of basketball, slumping at the wrong time, not gelling at the right time. You know, there's a million different things. and. But they were one of the best teams in college basketball. They pummeled the national champions on their court. They were upset in embarrassing fashion in the NCAA tournament. All these things can be true. And I think you just need to be able to remember that they were there. They Those things did happen. And the difference, though, is, Justin, and there will be people listening that would be quick to remind us of this, you still have to go out and do it, though, in the tournament. And at the end of the day, that's all UK fans care about. Uh, that's, I shouldn't say all UK fans, but very clearly, based on the reactions of how the season ended, a loud majority of UK fans. It's all about March results. So everything we just said can and is true, in my opinion, at the end of the day, I do agree with UK fans. You In March, you got to go out there and prove it. Now, I'm not going to act like a baby and cry weeks later uh, just on like a random Saturday because things aren't going my way. But UK needs to do what they did this past regular season. Hell, maybe a little bit better. There's so many chances to be able to grab that one seed, and they came up short in each and every one of those chances. But do have a regular season similar to the one that you had. And then you got to put, you got to, you got to achieve in March. You got to go out there and you got to take care of business. You, there, there will never be a more important tournament run for John Calipari and his coaching career than this upcoming season in, in 2023. It is going to really? be huge for him. And again, I try to not get too caught up in just one single game in March. Because I, you're just destined to be miserable. There's literally only one national championship. That's it. Every other team in the tournament, 67 other teams, are all having the exact same fate, the exact same heartbreak, the exact same feeling of coming up short. And I'm not saying Callis next year got to go win a national championship, but it's if Kentucky doesn't go on a run, probably all things considered and realistically to a Final Four, what and it, it it may not even end up being deserved in the slightest, but I don't think all the hate and criticism is totally deserved for this season, and we've seen how that's gone. So it will be the most important tournament run in his coaching career. Make no mistake about that. That's what if he goes like thirty and two in the regular season? 
and then bounced in the first or second round. Man, see, that's that's see, the thing. Is that, like, be there. I'll be frustrated. I'll be I'll be super miserable by that. Like that will stink. I'll be frustrated by it. But yeah, I'm not I, I'm not throwing away somebody that may, I'm not. Yeah, I, I will probably be in a very similar situation to the spot that we're in this year. Justin, will I be upset? Will I be angry with another lack of tournament run? Absolutely. But I just I'm not ready to burn everything down for fun or good regular seasons. And of course, 2021 was not a good or fun regular season. And if that were to happen, then then we're, we're talking about something completely different at the, the, the conversation at the end of next season. But I think it's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a really good year. I think they're going to be in a position similar to this season where people are talking about in March, go make a run. Like you, I, I think the, the people are going to be picking Kentucky to make a run next year. Next season, he Cal can't can't come up short. He's got to go. He's got to go on a run. He's going to have to. And I'll tell you why that I think I'm feeling good about next season. I've anybody that's listened to this radio show knows I've felt good about next season since the end of UK season on St. Patrick's Day. But we'll talk more decisions, players staying, players going, and we'll do that when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Don't go anywhere. Roll go. Two, that's far shooter. Oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. I'm a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering out. She was a black hat beauty with big dark eyes. Points all her own, sudden way up high. Way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields where the woods are. Welcome back from Pecky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 15 Justin Kalen and TJ Walker here on your Tuesday morning, rainy Tuesday morning. Probably not a good day, Justin, for the Big X Sports Radio golf cart, unfortunately. It is not, but we will have plenty of days to be able to use the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Under $25 a round. You've got some great courses on there. Old Capital, you've got Old, Old Capital out in Corden, Chariot Run. You've also got Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Valley View and Jeffersonville Elks, the five co- courses on this year's card. As I said, under $25 a round, you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Yeah, just, there's a little rain good for the course this time of the year, Justin. Just getting yes, everything growing good. right. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, now, I've played too much golf on brown courses so far this year. Hey, that's good for your little worm burners, though. Oh, I'm my worm burner days are gone, buddy. I'm smashing the ball now. JK47. Come on, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I got you're, me a new driver. I don't hit them low anymore. No, no, no more worm burners. I'm no Do longer doing, burning worms. You doing sky balls like your buddy TJ? I, they're going pretty high. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. That's one thing I wish. A golf expert out there, just give me the quick fix to not get my ball so yes. high in the air. Like I said on Sunday, was hitting the ball well. Uh, off the tees was easily the best part of my game. I hit a majority of the fairways, and I wasn't disappointed with my distances, and I wasn't doing my big left to right that takes up. You know, a lot of them were straight. Not all of them, but a lot of them were straight. Wow. I played in, I played into the hook a little bit here and there, but uh, or the slice, but played into it. A little bit, but most of them were straight. I was all right with my distance, but I still hate how high in the air sometimes my ball goes. I want it to be a little, I'd rather sometimes it be a little lower trajectory than as high up. So I don't know if that's just, I don't think it's the way I place the ball on the tee. It's got to be some, the way I'm coming in on the ball somehow. So somebody with a quick fix, you, you all, you all let me know. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Best way to get in touch with the show. With Roush out, you keep the text coming in. Just let them roll, baby. Uh, 502-414-1450. We'll get we'll start reading those a little bit earlier on so we're not rushing out of here. I got to get out at 9 anyways, but uh so we'll make that happen sooner rather than later. I do I, I don't don't woo me. <laughs> if we go an extra 5 minutes, Justin, it's the least thing we got to do for the people. <laughs> That's true. We got to give the people what they want. Exactly. That could, the that could allow me to squeeze in a 10 to 15 minute nap if we got out at nine. So that would be pretty cool. Uh, it's another busy day out on the road for me. And of course, it's got to be terrible weather for that. But oh, well, I, I'd be all right with it if like you got something really nice to look forward to on the weekends. But we talked about that yesterday. It's just the weekends have been crappy. So this is bad all around. No good. No good and rotten. But I do think there's good news. For UK basketball, Keon Brooks yesterday announced that this isn't the good news. That's poor phrasing on my part. But Keon Brooks yesterday announces that he will enter the NBA draft, but he will obtain, obtain, retain his college eligibility if he doesn't like what he hears. Now, I have to be quick to bring this up and – he did not say return to UK for what it's worth. He didn't say BBN. If I don't get the feedback I like, you'll have me another year in Lexington. He just says he'll retain his college eligibility. So that's something to keep an eye on. But he did announce, hey, I'm planning on starting a new chapter. If it doesn't happen, the college route is still available to me. But I'm, uh, he, you know, talked about the next chapter, the next journey. So that's a that's something to keep an eye on. Is Keon the sad thing like about like, no, I don't think I don't think so. I don't know, but I, I no. could see him being a better pro with the way the game spreads out a lot more than in college. You know, college it can be a little bit more jumbled. He he needs a little bit of space to be able to get his shot off more times than not. He's not great at knocking down shots with hands in his faces. And most people are better shooters, obviously, when they're open. That's not a surprise. But Keon Brooks, I think it's kind of drastic the difference from when he's open versus when. He's got people kind of draped on him and dragged on him. So maybe professional, and, and even if it's not NBA, but even, professional basketball, he could end up looking a little bit better. Uh, just spread the floor, knock down open shots, defend, you know, try hard on defense. I don't think he's a very good defender. That's That was my biggest issue with Keon Brooks and his career at UK. Just never, never should have been a bad defender, just in general. And instead, he was never really a good defender. Um which was which was frustrating for me. So that's some news there. That's not that's kind of go that's kind of like Keon's whole career. No, I mean he's kind of just been there. 
even even offensively, you could say the same thing. He hasn't ever been great, but he's not really been bad. Just kind of kind of the middle he's, of the road guy. Like he's a he's a solid stretch four for college basketball. Yeah, I know a lot of fans were always pretty frustrated that he'd shoot a 19-footer, have his foot on the line for a long two or something along those lines. That stuff did get frustrating. I, I agree with you all as well. I'm a, I'm a bigger believer, though, in, hey, if a player's comfortable, if the shot feels good, I don't really care where it is on the court. Um, I, I'll, I'll trust their judgment to not take a bad shot. But I, I can't lie, you know, if you're – standing on the three-point line literally just scoot back an inch or two and you should be you should be good to to rock and roll yeah he plateaued i mean that was the like just his freshman year showed a lot of bright spots and did he get better than his freshman year yes he did did he get a lot better from his freshman year no he did not uh that's the issue justin it's just he you saw those flashes freshman year and then it seemed like all you ever really got was flashes. Maybe slightly more consistent during you know this past junior season, but still not 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 reliable enough, unfortunately. And you know the funny thing about Keon Brooks, though, and I, people are tough on him. I, this segment has been relatively tough on him; it hasn't been all rainbows and butterflies. But uh, that's we're not. This isn't butt slapper radio. Everybody knows that. Nope. It is kind of funny though that he probably had the most memorable performance. Of Kentucky's season, of course, last season is the one that we're talking about. This 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 most recent past last season, that Kansas game is going to get talked about forever. And now that it happens to be against the team that would go on to win the national championship game, Oscar had double doubles out the wazoo. He put up just unbelievable performances. But we finish a game, and Oscar would have thirty and sixteen or whatever insane numbers he may have, and we'd go like, oh yeah, oh. Oh, wow, you got to 16 rebounds. Good for Oscar. Oh, I didn't realize he got 24 points. That's yeah, that's impressive. You're forgetting I, one so game. Home for no, I'm not forgetting any game. I mean, Oscar put up just You're, insane numbers. I know. The most memorable game of the season, hands down, Keon's was impressive, but it has to be Ty Ty's 17 assist with Wheeler out. No. Has to be. That no, has to be the most I, memorable I, I, thing I, of the season. No, I mean, because I he's had the just school record. About it. You're right. And maybe it is. Record. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. And along those that same point, I mean, I had clearly I forgot about. It, but who's that against? It was against somebody terrible. Was it? I don't remember the opponent either. Sure. I don't think it was. Don't pretty sure it wasn't a. a it good wasn't opponent. Kansas. <laughs> but that's a, that's another good point though. For like, and, and that just kind of speaks to Oscar. To be honest with you, just how dominant he was. That he. He had, I mean, he did. He had like 30 and 16 games and had 20 and 20 games all the time. He, what do you have? What do you get like 28 rebounds in a game or something just absolutely stupid in a game? And still the performance were like, well, Keon Brooks against Kansas sure was insane or Tata's garbage game with the breaking the assist record, but it was a school record. I mean, that you're right. You're right to bring that up. And I'm wrong to kind of gloss over that. Uh, it's just funny that when we look back on this season, We'll remember Oscar just being the national player of the year and totally and completely dominant. But in terms of individual performances, his will start to run together because it was so frequent. But we'll probably point to the Keon Brook game against Kansas or, as you mentioned, Justin, of course, the record-breaking assist game for Ty Washington, which uh, I, I had briefly forgotten about. But it's 
it's a it's it was a weird year weird year and that's why i'm already looking forward to this upcoming season and i know just yesterday justin talking about how i think oscar's gonna leave i think he's gonna leave I, i've never felt better about the idea of oscar being back at uk than i do at wow. this very moment 7 47 a.m eastern time on april 5th 2022 i think he'll be back if you if if you and you know you can make what you will of the fact just yesterday I thought he was going to go what will what will I say tomorrow you'll have to tune in at 7 a.m. to find out but <laughs> I, I I get that I literally just yesterday thought hey my gut's telling me or my my opinion is that he'll leave today my opinion is I actually think Oscar will be back and there's reasons for why that is but at least let me start yeah, with the reason. Let, let me start with yesterday's rationale and reasoning just to sum it up. My only reason for thinking that he's going to go is just the, the uniqueness and the idea that the national player of the year would come back in this day and age. It's, it's the same reason why I think Sharp's going to go. Not inside information, I promise you that. But just the, wait, a dude's going to turn down being a lottery pick just to come back and maybe improve his position by five or six spots or something like that. Like what? It's just common sense. And that's the same that I applied to Oscar. It's just, all right, you don't see players of the year come back. It just is not something that happens. And then secondly, Justin, you and I had the back and forth on his family situation, which I do think, and I said this yesterday, that if the family situation wasn't in play or he was able to just no limits, profit off nil just like any average joe then i don't think it'd be even be a discussion about him coming back he'd be back but given the family situation given the player of the year stuff i my guess and it was just a guess was that he was going to go that has changed now i think justin kalen oscar shibway will be back for another season at kentucky well i don't understand the flip where where did the flip come from in 24 hours Great question. So, comes from a little bit of, are people actually looking at mock drafts? I'm not. Because I, wa I wasn't. And now I did yesterday. He is, in most places, nowhere to be found. Or if he is somewhere to be found, it ain't a great spot to be found. Late second. Now, that, Yeah. I think like the best I saw from a reputable place was I think 44th or something like that. That's middle second. And there one maybe one that he was in the late 30s. So that's middle early-ish second. You know, there's 30 NBA teams, right? Mm -hmm. 31, however many. Yep, 30. 30. Whatever. Um, so you got to take that in consideration where – it may be, hey, this is a tough decision to make. You're going to go or you're not going to go. And you look at it and they may end up saying, there's a chance you may not even get drafted, which would shock me. I mean, totally shock me if some NBA team wouldn't take a flyer on him. But I I'm shocked he that wants, he's that low, if we're being honest. I am a little bit too. Like, again. Like, what the hell? When it comes to trying to figure out if players are going to be good in the NBA or not good based on what we see in college, I have been burnt plenty of times. I've been right a couple times, but I've been burnt a lot. 
my friend, if he's listening, is thinking to himself right now, Hashim Thabit, because I thought Hashim Thabit was going to be the star in the NBA. He was drafted high. He was a major bust. I thought Michael Kidd Gilchrist from a UK perspective. I thought he and he ended up making a ton of money and he was in the league for nearly 10 years and he he, he did well for himself despite the career not working out the way that it did. But I thought he'd be a surefire NBA solid player. Maybe not ever like a all-star superstar, although I did think he'd probably be an all-star being the number two pick if we're going to be honest. But just somebody that would be such a utility guy, work hard, defend, lockdown defender. Well, it never really took off for him. So I'm wrong a lot of times about guessing how people are going to do in the NBA. But couldn't Oscar rebound just as well in the NBA as he did in college basketball? Couldn't he yeah. defend well, other teams' scores? I mean, he's he's pretty – he's not the most fluid guy in the world, but he's, he's athletic. I mean, he ran the floor as well as any big man in the country. Yeah, and it's not only it's not only that it's his mid range game was pretty good as well. I mean he he didn't take as many as he did early in the season, late in the season, but he he was he showed the ability to shoot that shot. Anytime he shot a jumper from the free throw line, it was almost like it left his hands, and you're like, well, that's money. And and majority of the time it seemed like it was. And I'm not talking about a free throw shot. I'm talking about like a free throw line jumper. I I, I love Oscar's mid range game. Maybe he can show. A three-point shot, if he does come back, maybe that's what the NBA needs to see. But I agree. I think Oscar would be a, a pretty decent NBA player, especially from a rebounding perspective. And for me, and this is, I guess, where I probably get burnt on my bad NBA predictions, is like a similar mold to my opinion of Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. That like, There's got to be an NBA team out there that's just going to see Oscar and be like, hey, this guy's going to work his ass off. If nothing else, he's going to work hard. So like, if we're having a slow, sluggish night and we just need some energy – Let's let this dude go clean up the glass for us and and go from there. So I agree with you, but I'm stupid when it comes to NBA stuff and maybe just in life in general. Maybe he's so low because old Huggy Bear got a hold of all the NBA execs, told him he's lazy, doesn't work hard. That'd be wild to take his word for it versus <laughs> him putting up numbers that hadn't been seen in 40 years. But you know what, Justin, you're thinking, man, and I like that you're 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 getting you're thinking outside the box here. But mock drafts just aren't high on him. Getting back to our main point here, and by all accounts, he's he's not going to go just to go because there's some confidence that the nil thing's going to get worked out. And having a conversation with somebody yesterday. I'm so confused by this. So confused. But there is a confidence that like it's if Oscar hangs around, it will get taken care of. Why? Nobody can describe that to me. But there is, and this is this is true. This is around UK. This is around somebody I trust. There's this confidence that like if he's here throughout the summer, in due time, the nil thing will get taken care of where that shouldn't be a concern. So Shouldn't we all think so? If that's true, and I do weirdly believe the person that told me this, if that's true, then shouldn't we just not take the nil thing as an issue? If they're so sure in due time, like like Roush said last week, like can't somebody just give him some cash in the meantime till it's taken care of, and then he can just pay it back if that is the way that it goes. So you take into consideration there's a confidence that. The name, image, and likeness stuff is going to work out for Oscar where he's going to be able to profit as much as he should or at least close to that number. Okay, that's good. Mock drafts don't love him. 
We don't love that for Oscar, but if you want to be selfish as a UK fan, we don't hate that either. NBA's loss, right? Kentucky's gain. And then number three, just the overall sentiment that he's getting all the trophies, but had zero, didn't have the team success, didn't win an SEC regular season, didn't win the SEC tournament, didn't win a single NCAA tournament game. And he loves UK. He loves the fandom. It's nice that he hangs out and gives autographs after games and usually will wait for all the fans to get, but he, he embraces that stuff. He, he soaks it all in. And I, I, I think it's cool to watch and I enjoy seeing it. I don't think he's ready to, to hang it up. So I am, as a college player, I'm thinking we see Oscar at UK for one more season. Now, That's knowing huge. my track record, probably probably expect Oscar back, or probably expect Oscar to announce he's he's leaving and not coming back. Probably I don't know in three or four hours. But yes, Justin, in 24 hours, my gut, my feel did a complete and total 180. It's mock drafts, and you could say mock drafts were like this yesterday. They were. I just wasn't looking at them. Now I am. Mocks aren't high on him. He's not going to go if he's not going to get a pick that he feels comfortable with. I don't think there's anything out there right now that he feels comfortable with. Two, I feel more confident that the name, image, and likeness stuff is going to work out. Why that is? Because I was told it was. Do I have any idea the logistics behind it? I sure as poop don't. Three, I think he really just wants to come back and play another year of college basketball for the Kentucky Wildcats. I think he loves UK. Yeah. I think he wants another year of it. I think so. So I, I, I've always thought that too. I just thought maybe one and two would outweigh number three, but now I think three is working with one and two, and they're all pointing towards Oscar coming back. I think we see him back for next season. Oh, see, I've, got I've always too, thought right? that number. Oh, go ahead. Fourth really should probably be third, but. This is and this was news from yesterday though, but like UK is not going after any other bigs in the transfer portal. They were initially, they'd reached out to a few, but supposedly that contact has stopped. Why is that contact stopped? What does the staff know? You wouldn't necessarily need another big man if you knew Oscar was coming back. Hell, if you knew Oscar was coming back and maybe Lance was coming back and Jacob was coming back, you may already know your front court set. Potentially, I still wouldn't mind just one more fresh body because I'm selfish. But they were going after that Utah State, Utah Valley, whoever the guy was. I didn't love that at all. I didn't love it because, one, did it tell us something about Oscar that I didn't want to hear? But secondly, and most importantly, I just didn't think – I didn't want – I didn't think that dude was going to be all that great for UK. I know the double-doubles were impressive and all that. What was that? I said he's playing at Utah Valley. Yeah, and it's that you know, it's not that he couldn't be good, and wherever he goes, not that he couldn't be successful, but I just didn't want to roll the dice on that spot being the University of Kentucky. So I like seeing that, and the fact that UK there's some good there's some good big transfers out there. Nothing Oscar like in my opinion, but that's saying there's not the National Player of the Year out there in the transfer portal. <laughs> Shocker! Yeah, I don't think the National Player of the Year is out there in the transfer portal. But I don't think there's anything that really would make me feel good. He is right there, baby. But there's nothing out there that would make me feel good about filling the void if Oscar were to leave yet. But there are pieces that are interesting, intriguing, good, talented, people that you'd want in the fold if you thought there was this massive void to fill. UK is not even reaching out to those people. So 
What does that tell you? Four reasons right there why I think Oscar is coming back. Mock drafts don't love him. Nil stuff's going to get worked out. UK's not going after other bigs in the transfer portal as of now. And the kid wants to be back at the University of Kentucky. Hour one is done. Hour two coming back, and we're going to get into the Thornton's text line. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Out with Justin Kalen here. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. Roush is on spring break, as is most of Louisville. That is one nice part, Justin. The roads are empty for the most part throughout town, which yep. is always great. Yeah, yeah I left always, work at 5 o'clock. I left work at 5 o'clock yesterday, and it was no problem getting home. Pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's good That's good to hear. Uh, what was also awesome is the lunch that you had yesterday. That looked amazing. Yes. Where was that from? Oh, Salsa Rita's. Man, it couldn't get any better. I decided to go out on a limb and try a steak quesadilla yesterday. Maybe the best decision I've ever made in my entire food eating life. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, before you make fun of me, I had the medium salsa. Not mild. I'm not a mild guy. Medium guy. Of course, I had my extra seasoning for the chips. Life couldn't get any better. And, of course, so I made it a meal, and I got a sweet tea from there. Holy moly. Their sweet tea is pretty awesome. Didn't know they even had sweet tea, to be honest with you, because sweet tea is so far off my radar, and I would never get oh. anything besides their blue power. More aid. for me. Uh, their, steak, More for me. their steak is awesome. Honestly, yeah. it's just like I will be like, have I had a decent amount of red meat this week? And if the answer to that question is no, although usually it's yes because I love red meat, then I'll, I'll go with chicken. But it's always a real treat when I get steak and salsaritas. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew's. If you're a mild guy like Justin, no big deal. It's delicious. It's flavorful. But if you like a little kick in your life, uh, like me and most adults in radio, then their hot sauce is the best in town. And their chips are delicate but delicious. You can break them apart with your tongue, but they still have like a perfect crisp to chip ratio. And I know you know what I'm talking about. St. Matthews and Hubbard's, Middletown and Shelbyville Road. Two locations, both great. Download the app, and you will save yourself some money at Salsaritas. It looked delicious, Justin. Good for it you. It was. It was just as good as it looked. All right, did you see – one thing I forgot to mention during the game. Did you see the video of late in the game when, you know, when Bacot got hurt, when the, the floor, the championship floor? I did see that, yeah. How about that? The floor kind of like buckles a little bit. Or absorbs. I don't. It, it. I don't even know what the right word. The 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 floor moves. 
when Bacot is driving to the lane and he plants and the floor does something kind of wonky and he goes down and he's hurt. And I thought it was going to be something super serious, but I don't think, I don't think it was, but I could be wrong about that. That don't hold me to that. That's not a good look for the final four folks. And I was thinking during that game, like, ah, this final four court's so much cooler than the one UK won on 10 years ago. I don't care if they won on a final four court that had poop emojis all over it, as long as they're winning. But at just, my opinion, the one this year looked cooler than the one they had 10 years ago. The one they had 10 years ago was one of the worst ones ever. They had like baby puke green, like a, a vomit or like just the grossest green you could have on a court. Anyways, at least that court, people weren't just getting hurt. At least it wasn't That's bending true. and breaking and sliding and dipping and dodging. That could be a lawsuit if Bacot got seriously hurt. Yeah, but I don't know that he would go that route. So you're you're convinced that the floor is why he twisted his ankle? I'm convinced that whatever happened with that floor was why he went to the ground, yes. Because, I mean, so my mindset was, yeah, it looks bad, but he already had, had a bum ankle. I mean, he hurt that same ankle last game. So, I, I mean, I, I think it may have contributed to it, but yeah, I don't you, know that it was the whole cause. You just can't have the floor doing that stuff in any college basketball right. game, but let alone the biggest one of the entire season. Uh, you sure. just can't have that happen. And if if he tore his Achilles or something or something popped right there when the floor did that and it cost him a, a, a whole round in the draft or 30 picks in the draft, hell yeah, I'm going to the NCAA. And I'm like, what, what the hell is your issue? Get pay me. Yeah. You got to make up this difference. I, absolutely. If you get a chance to go after the NCAA and you actually got a realistic case, you probably should jump on that, in my opinion. But that was unfortunate. If you didn't see it, the video is all out there all over Twitter. And then another thing that's out there on Twitter, Justin, is media members and organizations alike are coming out with their preseason top 25 oh, for it. the college. I can't do it. Can't do it. I, I just, it is I totally mean, laughable. What? It go, it's it's totally laughable when they do it in football. It's even goofier in basketball. Like if we didn't have such heavy transfer port, transfer portal motion and players leaving, and, and what? How how can you honestly do that at this point in time? Uh, you can't. No, you can't really do it with any confidence and. Most of them will clarify that, but if if one place has it and people catch on to it, retweet it, talk about it, then every other place that feels like they need to do it. Two have had UK at number one that I've seen. Sporting News and John Rothstein's individual top 10 had Kentucky number one. Now, are they assuming Oscar's back? Are they assuming Sharp's back? Maybe. I think Sporting News did. I think they assumed both those guys would be back. Uh, Rothstein, I'm not sure what, which one or if one or if both or if none, or I have no idea for him. But I think it's safe to assume if you've got UK in your top five. I think another place said UK six, maybe. But if you've got UK in your top five or top six, you're probably assuming at least Oscar's coming back. I would, I would guess that. Um, and guess what? If Oscar comes back, should 1,000% be in the top five or top six. I don't really care who else is all around him. Just assuming that it's not garbage players, which I don't know how that that would happen. 
UK should be preseason top five, top six. And that's honestly part of the reason why the consistent, incessive whining has just been over the top. Doesn't change anything that happened in the game. Can't go back and change that by whining more about it. Everybody's equally frustrated. Just some people can not be as miserable about it. And most important, and this is the absolute biggest one, and I've mentioned this several times, the optimism heading into next season and, and the belief that it should be a good season, that should get people excited. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, but other people are confident that it should be good. I'm confident that it should be good, even without knowing exactly how it looks. It just seems like the pieces are there to put together a pretty good team. Some people think maybe the best to start the season. I think that's probably a major stretch. Does it it get any better better than that? Who's better to start the season? Oh, you're talking to I thought you meant in like Kentucky history. Okay. That was a misunderstanding on my part. I was like, no way. What are you talking about? Okay. That that makes more sense. I I will concede and agree with you on that. Let's just do a hypothetical that what if Tatai shocked the world and and he came back? Although, if you were making me rank who I'm most confident is gone, I think he would be at the top. But, like, what if you had Tatai, Kaysen Wallace, Sharp, Toppin, or Livingston, and Oscar? Like, goodness gracious. That that would really be worth getting excited about. Like, really, really excited about. Does it mean to be a guaranteed national champion? No, because that's not the way that the tournament works. Would it be a guaranteed, most likely, pretty darn tootin' good season? Yeah, I think so. So, they're, 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 you know, I guess it's not crazy to think that there's not a blueprint for as high as expectations as maybe any other year in the Calipari era, Sands 15, just because you had so many people coming back for that year. But, but maybe, I, we don't know. And and you are, and that's part of the reason why you're right that it's crazy that we get these preseason top 25s. They're fun to read, they're fun to look at, but I think anybody with half a brain is saying we have no idea what any of these teams are really going to look like. Arkansas is maybe like the most complete team in terms of knowing what their roster is going to look like going to next season. And even that being said, Jalen Williams just entered the draft yesterday, so if he's gone, that's a that's a big that's a big to replace for Arkansas, quite literally a big to replace, but a big, big to replace. Uh, we'll see. But they teams have, have no idea. They have what three All-Americans like coming yet. in. UK's no longer alone in that. It used to just be UK and maybe a few other schools between draft decisions and transfers, and there were still a few recruits out there in the game. And you never know, the Jamal Murray, Isaac Humphreys reclassifications, which were really late in the process. So – UK used to be alone in like the mysteries around roster building, but they're not even number one in mysteries in their in in this state. I mean, Louisville has like four players. You have no idea what U of L is going to look like. So, yeah, uh, they 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 are everybody's not everybody, but a, a good chunk of teams with the way the transfer portal works nowadays, they are more mysteries around what teams are going to look like, which makes the preseason top 25s even more ridiculous than they are already were. Let's get to this hey, Gordon's I, text line, Justin. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. 
I would do anything in this world for us to not have whatever delay you're on. It's not a delay with Roush and me. It's not a delay. It's just you. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do about it? Should we cancel the show? Well, no. It, that Obviously, I think the first thought would be, what can we do to make it better? Well, how, is there something on your end? See, is is my sound to you delayed? Because your sound coming to me is not delayed. It may be by like a half second, but nothing egregious. No, you just always respond about like three seconds after I'm done talking. I'm a little slow. Well, we know that, but I think there's a delay too. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, I'll look into it. It's not the worst thing in the world. At least you sound clear. I mean, it's if if of all the, of the pecking order of slight annoyances, this one's near the bottom of the list. But there is just like the a slight awkward silence where I don't know if you're just not talking or if you're just on the delay. But no, well, no I do, biggie. I do have to uh, take some. I do have to take some time to process from time to time. Maybe that's hey, the issue. No big deal buddy all right let's get to this thornton's text line thornton's download the thornton's app become a rewards member refreshing rewards member if you go in and buy the concessions and the food and the delicious donuts you'll save money you'll you'll get discounts all the time doing that but each and every time you go to the pump you'll save money and that's important because we all need gasoline here and there and Ugh. the price is what they point. are any it is, yeah. It, it it adds up in a in a big way with the prices. So they're they're making it easy for you. Download the app, you scan it when you, before you fill up. Bada boom, bada bing. It's that simple. We love Thornton's Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. A texter says, "Scoots McFlush with the early bedtime." I don't get it. I mean, I always go to bed early, except for last night. I did not, so I don't get it. Hey, J- Justin's not in the mood today, texter. Okay. Yeah, not I made it to midnight. Texter says right. both teams are cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a text! It is going to be weird that your national champions are going to have what was it five level one violations? Something like that. Well, and then North Carolina and, got off with that BS class crap. Well, they got away with decades of academic fraud. That is one of the wildest things in the world. Again, I, I get the NCAA's loophole rationale. Still just totally bogus. Still totally, totally bogus. But UNC's got free. You know, they're fine. When everybody's talking about, like, the scandal bowl, the UNC scandal's been done and dusted for for a good bit. Kansas hasn't even really gotten into the ring with theirs. The matchups maybe have been announced. You've gotten some of the NOAs, but you haven't really taken a punch just yet. So that's still to come. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I'm sure Kansas fans really soaked up last night because things could be different moving forward for a little bit. But all things considered, I mean, what a dream season for Kansas. Kind of ho-hum. Like they've had, I would say this was, Kansas's worst team in like the last five years, maybe, or I would probably take the last five. Maybe there's one in there that I would throw out, but I think they've had more talented teams the last five seasons, maybe even longer than that. And of course, this would be the one that wins the national championship, but they were a one seed. They had a national player of the year candidate, although kind of quiet in that regard. And just 
they took over the all-time wins, which we know how big of a deal that is for some UK fans, but it is a big deal. You should, if you you want, you should want most wins of anybody. That's something to achieve for in any sport, in any competition, in any league, at any level. And then they go on and they win the national championship. And they win a national championship in the Blue Blood Final Four, which is pretty cool. And you get to exercise it, demons in a city that you had lost national championship games in last two times those places had hosted final four so it was a really cool year i guess for kansas as much as they can suck it but this offseason going to be a whole different story for them and it's not going to be good it was it's weird to see a team like kansas fly under the radar that's exactly what they did all season i mean nobody was paying attention to kansas at all and then they come in and win the national championship. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I, I didn't believe in Kansas the whole tournament, and here they are winning the whole thing. That's the funny thing is, like, nobody was really a huge Kansas believer from the get-go. Kentucky fans were talking about wanting them to be their number one seed if they were two. I wanted that, too, in Chicago for, for what it was worth. It ended up going to Auburn. But I said going into the tournament, I was like, this is the year Kansas is going to make the Final Four. It's because the year nobody's talking about them. And I did not – I did predict them to go to the final four. I did not predict them to win at all. Just because at that point, I didn't think that their talent was going to be good enough. And uh, I still don't know. Like that's, we do need to talk about this and it's a sour grapes conversation, but they, they win their first round game must be nice. Uh, they've had their fair share of first round losses too, but yeah, they, they took care of business against their high seed. Uh, wish we could say the same. They beat Creighton, which that shouldn't have scared them as in their 8-9 game. Rightfully so. It did not. They took care of business. It was maybe a little closer for comfort. Uh, who do they have in that Sweet 16 game? Two. Providence, uh, which Providence was Providence, yeah. like yeah. Providence, Providence was in the same mold as Creighton and in the same league for that matter. But like good, talented team. Providence was better than Creighton. But how many games did Providence win at the buzzer in the final seconds? They had their luck factor on Kim Palm was number one. So while Providence was a good team. If I were Kansas or if I were Kentucky and that were our Sweet 16 opponent, you'd take that. You'd take that each and every time. Uh, and then in the Elite Eight, you get Miami, which, like, anytime you can get a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight, oh, my gosh, like, it doesn't get better than that. So that was nice. Good for Kansas there. Then in the Final Four, Villanova, like I said, good team, good team all season. But their second-best players out. And they were already a short, they had a short bench to begin with. So they were literally down just to five bodies that could go out there and really provide. So that's kind of a dream Final Four matchup. Yes, a good team, but a good team without their second best player who just gotten injured. Not too shabby. And then you get an eight seed for the national championship. An eight seed. As a one seed, you get an eight seed for the national championship. Not a bad draw, that, all things considered, Justin. You still got to go out there that, and take care of business. And they did. That is six games, and those seeds add up to 57. That's, that is just wild. And that, and that two seed for Villanova with, that, with their second best player out, I mean, they're, they're more like a five seed. So you could really be looking at uh, 60 for their six games combined average seed or seeds combined. That's that's nuts. I think I read, some, I think I read somewhere that either UK or UNC or 
Kansas, it was going to be like the highest seed total ever or the second highest seed total ever. And U of L in 2013 was up there in, in terms of like adding up the number of all the team, the seeds that you beat. And that was, and so the higher the number means the easier the road. So UK in 12, for example, did 16. And I think eight, Iowa State may have been nine that year, eight or nine, whatever it was. I'll just call it eight. That's a 24. IU was a four, so that's a 28. Baylor, I think, was a three, if I'm not mistaken. So that'd be 31. UofL was a four. That'd be 35. And then Kansas was a one or a two. So 36 or 37 at that point. Yeah. So not in the 50s. Not anywhere close to the 50s. All right, uh, let's get back to the text line, Justin. What's the text we got here? You want to read one? Uh, I'll read this one. Yeah, Justin's opinions are insane sometimes. What's one more year of being poor? (laughs) I went back and listened to that, yes. Yeah, I went back and listened to that. I was like, hmm, not the best thing I could have said there. I just chalk it up as you didn't really (laughs) know the the gravity of the situation. Like, having – I will not want to share a hotel room with just like one of my best friends, let alone have to live with 10 people in a tiny little, you know, a tiny place. So yeah, it's, you know, they need, Oscar needs some money for sure. The thing is college athletes now can make money. He's got a stupid visa thing that's stopping him, but supposedly it's getting fixed. It's getting fixed. Everybody well, says it. it a texter's, and or, when no, you go on, Jeff. One second. You you brought up the hotel thing, and that's what really helped me put that into perspective yesterday. You said his mom's living in like an 800-square-foot apartment or whatever with 10 people. Our hotel rooms are like 750 square feet. So I was in one of them yesterday, and I was like, hmm, it's not not very big. <laughs> not very big at all. No, it's – it's uh, yeah, it's not good. And they didn't and, – and hopefully they get that stuff figured out. I thought in – February and early March, there was a lot of momentum to make all that stuff happen. And I guess yeah. there's there's still a few hurdles to jump, but he's somebody that could really profit off nil. I mean, if you're a business in UK and who you 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 would want him to endorse everybody, everybody seems to love Oscar. All right, another texture says Kentucky are very problematic analogy, Scoots. Oh, and regarding the 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 chief and the, the Chiefs and the Guardians. Yeah, man. <laughs> a texter says, Kentucky in the final six for Juco Sean East was interesting. Broom entered the portal as well. Would imagine we have a flurry of player announcements and movement over the next two or three weeks. Broom Sean from Moorhead East. State. Are you familiar with Sean East? Yeah, he's from New Albany. He played with Romeo on their state championship team. Kentucky does not want Sean good? East. Sean East is a, he's a scrappy player. He would he's a guy that would always ha- be on the floor diving for loose balls. But he's last I heard he was like five ten. He's tiny. You don't you don't need another severe wheeler. No, I thought he was tall. I thought I thought we I thought uh, Sean East was taller. He might he might be six foot six one. He's he's had an interesting career. He's been a lot of places in his college career. That's always interesting too. Let's see here. Well, I want to think he start. I want to say he started JUCO, then he went to UMass. He spent time somewhere else as well. 
I don't think Kentucky well, will want Johnny. He's 6'3", and he's from Louisville, it says. Where did he play six, high school? 6'3"? New Albany. Yeah. There's no yeah, way six, three. Six, three. That, that, that. Okay. Well, okay. That's what it says. Um, but it, it says that he's 6'3", which is pretty good size for a point guard. Nothing wrong with that. Um, he's quick. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's that was, super quick. That was interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll keep an eye on that, see if there's – if maybe he'd be on board coming in and being a, somebody that comes off the bench. I would need to learn more and look into that texter a little bit for you. Uh, I, I found it interesting. The broom fella, UK, hasn't reached out supposedly, but he can block shots. He can run the floor. He's a good rebounder. I mean, I remember watching him. Not that I was a Moorhead State expert, but watched him a couple times. Always stood out because he's so big. But UK supposedly hasn't reached out to him, which, again, does that tell us something about Oscar? I'll say I'm a little bit more surprised you haven't seen – I've seen U of L on hardly any transfers list, and they need a ton of players. I don't. I, now, then again, they didn't have an assistant coach. It looks like they're going to get Nolan Smith. Which, by the way, that is a big time hire for U of L. Yeah. And supposedly they broke the bank to make it happen. But that was one of the nice things about getting Kenny Payne on the cheap was it should allow you to bring in some better assistants, and you need some good assistants because Kenny Payne's never been a head coach before. So getting some good assistants in there is going to make his job a little bit easier. And Nolan Smith is a great addition for U of L. We love to joke and poke and do this or that, but he's going to help bring in some really good players to U of L. U of L is going to get a caliber player they haven't had. UK fans, we need to be ready for that. We need to get used to it. And then if you want U of L to fail horribly, just hope that Kenny Payne struggles coaching, putting together teams of players that don't have any chemistry with one another. Cause we've seen coaches all over the country have issues with that. Not saying he will or he won't. We have no idea. He's never been a head coach before, but he's going to get just UK fans need to not act like total complete babies when it happens, but U of is going to get good players and it's going to be something new for UK fans, but it'll be okay. It'll be you, you all think right. That Let's take right our last away. Break. You think that quickly, you think that no, happens he, right he, away for Louisville? Yeah, see, that's that delay where it's like, all right, I got a little pause. Now I'll just go. Um, not your fault, though, buddy. You're doing your best. We all are, and we're having a good time doing it. I don't know because recruits most likely the the 2022 class is all all gone. You know, there's a few uncommitted players. Supposedly, U of L is going after some of those LSU D commitments. We'll see if they can land any of those guys. Transfers, I would have said yes. Just like in terms of getting players that had impressive lists, whether it's a transfer or recruit, Justin, yes, I would have thought that that would happen sooner rather than later. My only thing is UofL's not showing up on these players' lists anywhere. Like Unless I'm just yeah. missing it or not seeing it somewhere, and I'm not going on UofL websites. I, I see what's out there on UofL Twitter, and I listen to – Mike Rutherford on the Big X, as I listen to all Big X programming throughout the day, as you should be as well. But it's not happening yet. But yes, I do think it'll be sooner than later. And no, I'm still not worried about DJ Wagner. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment. A lot of text to get to. This is KRC on the Big X, TJ Walker, and the best producer in radio, Justin Dennis.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. Welcome back one final segment of Ducky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your wet and rainy Tuesday morning. Appreciate you listening, tuning in, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. If you can't listen live, we recommend and suggest the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a rating and review. And that podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp CBD. It's good. It helps. It'll make your life a little bit better. It is good for you. Go to cornbreadhemp.com and just remember, go check out all the products that you have. And you have they have stuff for dogs as well. I've mentioned that before, but I'll do it again. If your dog is anything like mine and a huge baby and gets scared over pretty much anything and everything, that hemp really helps for pets. If you got a dog that's a little skittish or maybe need a little help calming down, highly recommend at least giving that product a try. It's cheaper than other alternatives. I can promise you that as well. And then just remember to use that promo code Big X. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. Get something for yourself. Get something for your pet. Feel better. Sleep better. Feel a bit more relaxed with cornbread, hemp, and promo code Big X. All right. Let's finish up this text line. 502-414-1450. Somebody sent in a tweet. It's about Nolan Smith. Or no. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you all's golf takes are as bad as TJ's food takes on the masters. It has its own app where you can literally watch every shot. And the course is the sixth hardest on tour, not overrated on tiger. No chance he would play if he didn't think he could win it. Of course we want him to play. Okay. First off, you can't watch every shot. That's just, you're lying. So no, you cannot. And secondly, six hardest. It's not number one, though, Justin. That's right. It's not number it's not one. Number, it's not number one. Not number one. Also, um, also, Texter, take it easy on the y'all because I haven't had any Masters takes, pal. Wow. Yeah. Said so Justin said you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, Texter. Suck it. And secondly, it's totally subjective. So also suck it. If somebody thinks something's overrated or not, I do love their. I want to. I can't. I. I will go to the Masters someday, whether it's a practice round or not. And I can't wait. I'm excited about their prices, Justin. The cheap hot dogs. I could really take down a couple of those. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that is awesome. I. I love that they do that. Everything's everything's cheap in the concession stand. Like dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars. You're not paying like. $9 $9 for a soft drink, not at, not in Augusta. Now you'll pay $9,000 just to get a ticket, of course. But um, <laughs> once you're once you're in, you're eating for cheap, folks. I've been all around Augusta. It's not pretty. It's, it's hilarious that you would ever think that there's this. People call Augusta national heaven on earth, like among other things. You know, any good, any good descriptor has been used to describe Augusta. But if you just ever were around the outside of it, you'd be like, there's no way. I mean, there's like a strip club right over there. There's a Hooters right over there. Uh, This is a busy road. There's trash everywhere. And then there's just these 
fences with huge, tall, green fences. And you're like, oh, just inside there is one of the nicest golf courses in the entire world. But on the outside, people around town, though, are always nice when I'd go down there for the old peach jam. A texter said, it looks like he's going to play, Justin. I don't know if you were following along with that yesterday or not, but it it looks like Tiger Woods is going to give it a go. That'd be cool. Charlie was I'm being pumped. For real. And I'll say also, I'll add that him, his short game should be pretty amazing, right? Like that's something, yeah. yes, he had to take off for a little bit, but I'm sure he was able to putt before he was able to do anything else. He's always been a good putter. So, all right, honing in on that, that's good. And then it eventually probably got to when he could start swinging a club. The first clubs he could swing were around the green. So you'd hold, and he's, you know, he's always been, for the most part, besides a few stretches, he's always been really good around the green. So as long as he can be okay off the tees, I bet, I, you know, I bet he could score okay. Gosh, am I talking okay, myself yeah. into Tiger doing okay? It sounds like it, but you shouldn't be. Don't don't have totally. too high expectations. Just just be happy to see him. Totally am. You're right. That's gonna. That's where I need to be with this. But very exciting. This from Kirby. Catching up a bit. Sorry, I've been out of it, boys. But as far as quality of play, Wichita State, Kentucky from 2014, still one of the best games I've ever watched. As far as players making big plays over and over, Final Four championship level game in the second round. Yeah, that totally agree, Kirby. That was one of the best played NCAA tournament games I've ever watched. The old shockers. Do you remember that game, Justin? I know it's just a random, you know, oh, you're not God, a UK. No. no. You you all consistently blow my mind with your memory and recollection of of certain games and and scores and no. No, once the games I'm happen, a little surprised. I'm a little surprised you don't remember just because that Wichita State team was undefeated. And that game was in St. Louis. It was that UK team that had underachieved throughout the regular season, but had all the talent in the world. And then they they upset Wichita State, but it was an amazing game. Wichita State had a three at the buzzer that could have gone in and won. It did not. See, I, I remember Thank both you. teams, but I don't specifically remember that game. Gotcha. The It's funny, you know, 2011, what if Princeton's last second three goes in and they win? What if you What if Buford's shot against Ohio State goes in? And they win. They were trailing a good chunk of that second round game against West Virginia. I think everybody always assumes UK killed that West Virginia team. They did not in 2011. It was uh, a close game for pretty much all of it. And then UK did pull away in like the final two minutes or so. Um, then 2012, there was nothing that came down to like the final shot. So that was good. We, we like that. That team was totally dominant though. But in 2014, if Wichita State's three-pointer goes in, you don't have that run. 2015, if Notre Dame hits their last second shot, which I was screaming foul before that play, then then you don't have that team go to the Final Four. It, you you got a bunch of different runs that just that, – that's why you can't get so caught up in March results. One shot can just totally dictate the way you feel about a team, a program, a coach. It's uh, It's crazy. It really is. A texture says, report from Oakland. Going to other tracks really makes you appreciate how much of a gym Keeneland is. 
Oakland definitely has some state fair vibes to it in terms of scenery and smell with the paddock being inside. And most of the people in attendance looked like they were going to a country concert at Riverbend. The track overall is not one of my favorites, but the casino and hotel were both pretty nice. With the track, casino, and sportsbook all connected, you have all the action you could want was with a big gambling crew, so didn't get to venture out into hot springs at all. Bring on the Keeneland meet. Oh, that sounds awesome. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the report. That sound awesome. I've never, I've, I've never been to Oakland. I, I wouldn't mind going to other racetracks if it was part of the itinerary, but I'm probably never going to go out of my way to plan a trip to go to another racetrack. Thought about following like American Pharaohs triple, triple crown run, but was all talk, no bite with that. And obviously some of the ones out West I'd love to check out, but maybe someday, maybe not, but I appreciate the update. And that will be Churchill down someday where you'll have because someday you'll have a casino, although that, that will be a long, long away. But you'll have sports books there, and I know that they tabled the hotel for now, but I'm sure someday they'll they'll have a whole venue right then and there. So, uh, interesting. Keeneland, probably similar uh, similar uh, at some point, but I'm pumped to go to Keeneland. It'll be my first time going this fall, or this spring, excuse me, in a good bit, it seems like. I don't even remember the last time I've gone, which is – I never wanted to get to that point where you forget your last Keeneland visit. You should never go that long between Keeneland visits. Any full, Kentucky full disclosure. That, that, yeah. Never I'm, I'm been to Keeneland. You're going to say this. Yeah. Never been to Keeneland. Never. That worried me. I was worried you were going to say that, but you got to go, man. You can come up with I the mean, bachelor party crew. I've, I've got no authority go. to invite you to it. But come on, <laughs> come on up with us, buddy. You'd fit, you'd fit, if you could fit in with Roush's crew, you could definitely fit in with our crew. There's uh, no, no, no doubt about it. It's the, it's the most beautiful. <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful places. I know we just said this about Augusta, but there's not like strip clubs and hooters all around Keeneland. It's just rolling hills and beautiful, beautiful scenery. Can't wait to Sounds get back great. there. Texture, Texture says, this is basically our, can you imagine if Oscar drew as many fouls as Bacot? But, you know, you got to give <sighs> Bacot some credit for that. He kind of flails. He's very demonstrative with his body movements. And Oscar could be could do a little bit more of that. Demonstrative. That's a great way to describe Armando Bacot. Okay, buddy. This is basically no, 2012. I mean, Duke, lost, Duke lost to a 15 seed in a state rivalry. Oh, okay. It's basically 2012. Duke lost to a 15 seed. In-state rivalry in the Final Four, Kansas plays in the championship against a rival, and uh, winner Kansas is down double digits at half Final Four in New Orleans. Well, I mean, obviously some differences, but I get what you're saying. A lot of lot of similarities, plenty of similarities. I think Scooter has a serious case of Hoosier affecting his judgment. Nil is the only thing possibly keeping Oscar from going pro. He needs money. If Nil wasn't there, he would do what Jared Vanderbilt, Daniel Orton, Dakari Johnson, Winyan Gabriel did and leave before they are really ready because it's the only way to make substantial money. Yeah, but where where were those guys drafted is my question. Because Oscar, I, I just if Nil's not a thing, I, I just don't see him leaving for a mid-second, late-second round pick. I, I just don't. Uh, Orton snuck into the first round, but, and if you're a first rounder, you probably need to go, but 
Wow. Shots fired at Daniel Orton. He, what I don't what think, did he I ever mean, do? If he, he, nothing. Right. Get 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 a first round contract. So that I mean, that's not nothing. That's Good amazing. I don't blame I don't blame Daniel Orton. He had injury issues later in his career, and he could have been the star in 2011. Sure. Could have been a lottery pick, maybe if that season went really well. But he also could have gotten hurt game one and never got an NBA contract. But instead, he was like the third or fourth big man option on that team and was able to somehow get a first-round draft pick despite averaging like, I don't know, four points per game or whatever it was. Very, very little action. So good for him. A texter says, oh, it's Kirby again. Self gets a championship on a miracle three to send to overtime and a, mir- and a miracle three that misses. Sometimes the champion is made getting the right bounces at the right time. That's basketball. It's some people just Kirby. Some people can't understand just the randomness of it all, but it comes down to throwing a ball into a hoop from sometimes 22, 23 feet away and just hoping that that ball goes in. And that's why it's the best sport. It is the best sport. It's it's there's so much, there's a probably more luck that goes into it, but there's this balance of luck and skill and randomness and, uh, it's awesome. It, it doesn't get better than basketball. A texter says, you all fans are triggered by UK fans pointing out our blowout wins. I remember in 98 when Tubby lost at home to a sub-500 L team. After we won it, couldn't breathe without a card fan bellowing state champs every chance they could. Yeah, Rutherford really has worked up about UK fans mentioning they blew out North Carolina and Kansas, which again is more of just like, pouring salt into the wounds than it is as a sick brag when he is quite literally him and Trevor have brought up that 98 regular season game against U of L, which I guess technically I think was in 97, but 97, 98 season when U of L upset UK and then UK went on to win the national championship. They do that brought it up. They do it and they do it like to mock and joke. We do it because we're sad saps. Texter says not counting my chickens before they hatch. But if the nil things get squared away and Oscar likely not ever being a first rounder, who's to say he doesn't say two more years, COVID year exception. If he can make millions at UK next year, why not do that for two more if it's top, if it's tops second round money? That has crossed my mind, Texter, that like if they get the nil thing figured out where he could just profit like anybody else, then you could make a case that would it be as profitable? Maybe, maybe not. But I think it'd be in the realm of you're making a ton of money, and plus he'd be dominating and getting more notoriety. And secondly, if somebody were to win back-to-back players of the year, or in this scenario, what if he were to win back-to-back-to-back? Let's just get him back for one. But like, how would an NBA team? How would a NBA team not want to pay that dude a lot of money? So he actually can improve his stock. Maybe he never will be a first-rounder, but he probably could. As Justin said, you start knocking down threes or jump shots more consistently, he's shown a little bit of handles, nothing that I really want to see more of. But maybe, you know, there's some areas where he can improve his game, make himself more appealing for NBA teams. Well, and this texter is just getting a little too greedy, pal. I mean, you're hoping for Oscar to get Oscar back for one year. If Oscar does indeed come back for that one year, there is no way in hell he's staying two year because, like TJ said, he's gonna get noticed a lot more if he, especially if he comes out and has half the year that he had this year, he will not be a second round guy. Not a chance. 
I love you, Justin. I feel like sometimes you just you do the old Trevor half paying attention sort of stuff. The texts are saying if he could make good nil money, why why not stay a second year? But that that's what I'm saying is it's that's not going to happen. I don't care if he's making three million dollars and nil his second year coming back. He's if he's a first round guy, he's going to go to the draft. He's not coming back to college because of nil if, if, if for that, that second year. He's just not. Well, the texture's suggesting that if he's never a first rounder, if he's always second round, which at that point, you know, he could be a, I don't know, 22 year old, 23 year old. That's not realistic, though. That's not realistic at all. He's the national player of the year this year, and he's not in first rounds. He's nowhere close to first rounds. Let him come out, like I said, let him come out and do half of that next year, even if he's being mentioned. For a player of the year and doesn't win it, he's he's not going to be a second round guy. He's he's a first round yeah. guy if he has a good season next year. I, but you could just say, I mean, he he just put up numbers people haven't done in forty years, and he's still not even sniffing the first round, not even sniffing it. And he put up numbers that hadn't been done in forty years. I get what you're saying. If he does that twice, that's going to make NBA teams have to rethink. Sure, maybe, but also maybe they just they don't like what they see in him as an NBA prospect. They don't think a physical undersized five that's main goal is rebounding and not so much as scoring is, is, is all that great. Uh, I think he's a better scorer than they think he is, but you know what, if that keeps him out of the first round, good for me. And after all, it's all about number one, John here. Good morning, everyone. I'm glad this college basketball season's officially over. Now the focus goes back to getting number nine and that's what it's always about at Kentucky. If you can't handle the heat, step out of the kitchen and go sit at the kid's table. Hey, bro, Brooks may go to IU if he doesn't get the professional feedback he's looking for. Where do you think is a good possible landing spot? We'll got to go talk to you later. I think IU would be great. I think if Brooks were to go to another college, a place where he can be option number one or number two on offense. And at IU, I think he could be option number, maybe one would be a stretch, but two for sure. But if Trace Jackson Davis is going to leave, and I'm sure he is, then could slide in and be that, that four that they go to to score. Um, so if I was Brooks, that's what I would do. I'd go somewhere where I could be featured a little bit more offensively because that's what his game's going to be in the NBA is a stretch four and a score. But maybe he'll hear the feedback he likes and he'll be fine being a second-round pick and starting that next chapter, which is exciting for him. But I'll be rooting for him for whatever he does. That's the nice thing about the transfers is, like, it doesn't have to be so black and white anymore. Like, if he decides to go to IU, I hope no Kentucky fan is, like, a jerk or a loser, although I'm sure there will be, in terms of like, oh, you went to our rival. We don't like you anymore. Well, look at it the other way. He left his home state, gave it all he had at UK for several years, and then now he gets to have his cake and eat it too and make the home state ha- fans happy as well. Uh, similar to kind of a Wandell situation. We hate that he left for a little bit, but we were so happy to welcome him back with open arms, and it worked out well for us. So I'll be rooting for Keon wherever he goes, whatever ends up for him. But um, I don't think we see him again at UK if I'm just talking between us. North Carolina looked like an NBA team waiting for the playoffs to start. Flipped the switch, fairly seated, but very talented. Well, and then they fell apart. Similar, once Kansas started pressing, just like Baylor did. And uh, I don't really, like, hate Bill Self. I know that's kind of a hot take. We don't have enough time to get into it. But I'd, like... You know, now he's in the two-title club. Bill Self deserves to be in the two-title club. He's a good enough coach to be there. Now John Calipari's got to get there, unfortunately, because uh, that sets you apart. It really does. And Bill Self deserves to be set apart. He's a good coach. Maybe a cheater, but a good coach. North Carolina, or uh, ch- good chance Oscar's back per Kyle Tucker. Oh, that's good to hear. 
Yeah, I saw that he went on Leach, and he he brought up the draft stuff too. The mock drafts are telling. You got to look at those. Hey, Roush, say it with me, you dingus. Long John, not Wide Willie. Wow. Now, I think I see if you zoom in close there, it says Wide Willie. Oh. But somebody there is out of Thornton's and those look delicious. There are Williams some from Willie. Arkansas on the draft. Oh, yeah, those are Wide Willies. You can't look at those texts or not say Wide Willie there. Williams from Arkansas in the draft. How much value does the NBA place on falling down repeatedly? Repeatedly. <laughs> I, you're going to see him go through. What if he just did that during like his workouts and combines? They just like put him through like a charging drill station. Uh, and NBA teams are like, not interested. This is not how you play basketball, which is true. Stop doing charges at college basketball. Big emo vibes on, mu- on the music this morning. You can definitely tell when Justin stopped listening to music on the radio. Is that so? Yes. There's like, it seems like you stopped listening to music on the radio in like 2014. And that's you just play basically like radio accurate. hits from like, you like play basically radio hits from like 2001 to 2013 or 14. I play old music Which is fine. all the time. Well, do you? All the time? Yeah. I don't mind. I like, I'm fine with the music. Don't let the textures get in your head, buddy. Don't let the textures get in your head. <laughs> oh, they're not don't in my head. Don't let me get in your head. I, you know, I, I still listen to radio music from here and there, but not nearly as much as I used to. Sometimes I'll hear a song on like ninety nine seven or something, and just be like, "What? How is oh, this? I can't do those what anymore." Yeah. Like, what are these sounds? Ninety eight nine and ninety nine seven are awful. They're still in my rotation, but yeah, they don't get they don't get they don't get landed on nearly as often. All right, uh, I think we got a few more texts. Didn't watch a single second of the Final Four, but have to think this worked out best for UK fans. Duke lost to the worst possible team for their fan perspective. A mediocre Carolina team gets hot and goes on a UConn-type run only to blow a 16-point lead and lose. Kansas won, but hopefully NCAA will eventually bring the hammer. Could have been worse. Thought the same thing, Texter. Thought the same thing. Like, yes, it sucked that Duke went to the Final Four, and it sucked there was this blue blood Final Four and we weren't invited. I hated that, by the way. It just Kentucky should be there. Like if they're going to have all the other best college basketball programs, UK needs to be there. I felt felt rude not being invited, but they uh, Duke fans just that had to like kill them quite literally. Like your season comes to an end at the hands of your biggest rival after they just embarrassed you about a month earlier. That's and your your Hall of Fame head coach's career comes to an end, and that also brings him to five hundred against North Carolina which is hilarious, and now you can't say that he had a winning record against UNC. Uh, that's great. Like, you know, it doesn't it, – it's a shame it wasn't UK that did it, but I do – I'm glad Duke fans are miserable because they deserve to be miserable. And then the Texas right. The follow-up is right. UNC, they were all excited. They blow a huge lead. That's embarrassing. And then Kansas is going to get their win, but we still have a little cushion in the national title race. UNC's still at six. Kentucky's at eight, so we're not just one off. That's great. Kansas moves to four. Big whoop. They've got a long way to go. And as the texter mentioned, you're going to have a ton of issues this offseason. Tell John he's a – I'm not going to tell John that, but the texter goes on to say to quit texting. Okay, talk to you later. That's not very nice, texter. And the, you know our the Thornton's text line is a place of love. It's a good community. Be nice. Scooch just doesn't know the NBA. Oscar won't be a first-round pick because of his lack of size. It has nothing to do with his production. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know the I mean, NBA. You're again, right. He, I have no idea. He put up he put up he put up numbers that hadn't been done in 40 years, and NBA teams just aren't excited about him. Like it's just that he's I, not him, somebody that he's a six, he's a six nine five. 
let let him do it again next year, and I'm willing to bet my next three paychecks that he is not a second round guy. Not not a chance. Wow, hundred dollars bet. That's big. <laughs> oh, unless you're talking hotel, and then we're talking. Ooh, that's big money. Yeah, I, I was talking hotel was checks. Just, yeah, I was just talking radio checks. Yeah, wouldn't be get very it, much get, money. Get it? Because we don't make money in radio. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Bada, bada, boom. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing. Hilarious joke in the show. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you everybody for texting into the show. Um, we're we're working on getting some guests on. We'll get them. We'll get somebody. We'll get somebody. You just believe it. Everybody have a great Tuesday. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh. 96.1 FM. Oh.